When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And we are here today with no one. Ta-da! Just the two of us, unhinged, talking about a movie that... um. It hits different in 2022. (laughs) We're here today to discuss Sweet Home Alabama, one of my all-time faves, a classic, one that I always felt would stand the test of time. Mm. It has our girl Reese in it, and re-watching it today, I have much different thoughts than the first time I watched it. Oh, I believe it. My thoughts the original time weren't great for a few reasons, which we'll get into later this episode. But uh, watching it in a 2022 lens had all of those reasons, plus (laughs) new ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely get into all of those. I do really quick at the top of the episode want to just circle back to the urban legend that we started last week involving Jared Leto. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, there was a rumor that he was being carried like Mariah Carey on set. But I wanted to take the time to talk about the story because it's even more bonkers than we could have imagined. Because Jared Leto, when he was filming Morbius, was doing method acting. And the character in Morbius has like a degenerative disease or something wrong where he can't walk so jared leto in character was going around set using like a walker or a wheelchair so if what gwen told us is true and she was saying it was taking him too long to get places it's because he was using a walker (laughs) and wheelchair because he was in character so they would carry him wow (laughs) wow That's mind-blowing. I just wanted to sprinkle those little details into that story, because actually I think it makes it even better. Yeah, I would say so. And since we're talking about last week anyway, then, we're glad you tuned in for part two of the Urban Legend episode, everybody. (laughs) No, since we're talking about last week, my best friend was listening to the episode today, and she texted me and said, we may not have hitchhiked anywhere, but do you remember the time that a party bus picked us up on the side of the road and we just got in? And I was like, no, I didn't. Do not remember that. But we went to visit my friend at her college, and there was a party bus that was like rented for someone's birthday. And while he was killing times from when he dropped them off and picked them up, he like just was picking random people up on the side of the road. And I guess <laughs> our group of friends got in. Now, I do not remember this at all, but my best friend was sure that this happened. So she started a group text with everyone involved, and they all remember it except me. So I think wow. that I suffered trauma and blocked it out from my head that night (laughs) wow that's the start of a horror movie a party bus just picking up random people maybe i'll write it good lord (laughs) 
All I remember is when we went to visit her, we uh, mixed Arbor Mist and vodka. So Okay, so I don't know if it was the trauma or just Arbor Mist and vodka. That's fucking foul. Oh, so good. Ew. You got flavored vodka and then like mixed it with an Arbor Mist flavor. That would be good. No. All right. Uh, I just had a visceral reaction. I see that. (laughs) I was a green apple Burnett's girl my freshman year of college. And still to this day, like any sort of flavored vodka makes me want to just projectile vomit. See, people talk about cheap flavored vodka all the time. But like I live for a flavored vodka. I could mix a cherry vodka and Sprite right now. Mm. That bar where I used to do the Cupid Shuffle, even though it wasn't a dance bar, Uh that was my drink of choice. Passion fruit vodka and Sprite. Okay. All right. Let's talk about a movie, I guess. Yeah, we are here today to discuss Sweet Home Alabama. So let's jump in. Let's rip off the Band-Aid. So this movie was released on September 27th, 2002. It was a Friday. Dilemma by (gasps) Nelly featuring Kelly Rowland was at the top of the music charts in the United States. Judging by your gasp, a favorite of yours, It is. Do you remember? This is the video, too, where Kelly Rowland gets the text message on a spreadsheet. Oh, my God. (laughs) So if you were born on this day, September 27th, 2002. How many pennies do I have? No pennies today, Donnie. You are 100 years old in dog years. (laughs) (laughs) And if we were doing the Florida Man Challenge where you Google a date followed by the words Florida Man, the article that comes up is Florida Man Arrested After Whipping Out Samurai Sword in Trash Dispute. Wow. Also, I'm mad at you that you didn't make that a game. You should have said Florida Man Arrested After Whipping Out and made me fill in the blank. (laughs) It would not have been what you said. Family feud style. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Also this week, the Amanda show came to an end. Oh, poor thing. I know. (laughs) That was a good show. (laughs) Bring out the dancing lobsters! (laughs) So for the uncut, unedited, and unhinged versions of our current shows, head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one. If you're ever listening to our show and you think, wow, no person should ever want to say this on a public platform. I just want you to pause and think about what we decide is not uh, ready for prime time, if you know what I'm saying, the things that are behind a paywall, and that's what you get over at the Patreon. So <laughs> patreon.com slash I am the cute It's one. truly nuts. And I just say people's full government name <laughs> the Patreon. <laughs> if stories so. about me getting on a stranger's boat or Donnie bleaching his asshole with the crest white strips, <laughs> if those are the things that we deem just normal and appropriate to put on the main show. You don't know what lies beneath. Yeah, that's our safe for work content. Yeah. Imagine imagine what's on the XXX. A lot of talking shit about our families, honestly, but you know. (laughs) You get the same information our therapists get. Anywho, Sweet Home Alabama, do you have any background info for us? today? I do. It was directed by Andy Tennant, who directed some other films we've covered in the past. He directed Fool's Gold, Hitch, Ever After, Fool's Rush In, It Takes Two, and The Amy Fisher Story starring Drew Barrymore. Hmm. Not the Alyssa Milano one. Okay. And then it was written by C.J. Cox. 
J is spelled J-A-Y, but C is just the letter C. Thank you for that. <laughs> I found it fascinating. People were at the edge of their seat. How did they spell J? Was it the letter or was it J-A-Y? Well, now if you want to Google C.J. Cox, you know. Because I'm sure that just C letter J was already taken by a porn star. How is Cox spelled? Just X, no. C-O-X, mm. like Courtney. Um CJ Cox also wrote New in Town, starring Renee Zellweger, which I've never seen, but based on trailers alone, I think I'm 98% sure that it is the same plot as Sweet Home Alabama, but set in Maine in the winter instead of Alabama in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Sweet Home Maine. (laughs) The budget, this is crazy, but half of this country voted for a president and I didn't, so they gotta spend their money on some movie. It Cost thirty million to make and made one hundred eighty-one million worldwide. That's Reese Witherspoon, baby. Uh, it had to be because it couldn't be the plot, and it <laughs> certainly couldn't be the taglines. Oh, because no. our first one is sometimes what you're looking for is right where you left it. Which that one's cute. I understand how we got there. I find it a little bit bullying because it seems like that tagline is terrorizing me for my morning (laughs) search for my keys of sometimes it's right where you left it. Yeah, I do that all the time. My, um, what are they called? Curtains? (laughs) Mm -hmm. My curtains are too long. They touch the floor. So then the Roomba always like sucks up the curtains. So then I have to prop them up on the windowsill. So I prop that up with like my phone, a sneaker, an iPad, Mm -hmm. whatever. So then when I do that, then the next day when I'm late for work and can only find one sneaker, it's because it's on the windowsill holding up the (laughs) curtain. Right where you left it. Yep. If only I would have saw the poster for Sweet Home Alabama. (laughs) The second one, Chelsea, is crazy. It has nothing to do with the plot. It has nothing to do with the actress. It has nothing to do with the character. Is it just Blue Lives Matter? (laughs) (laughs) That would make more sense than the actual thing. It's fall, dot, 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 in love. (laughs) No. Yeah, fall, dot, 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 in love, because it takes place in the fall. I would never be like, ah, Sweet Home Alabama, classic fall, just brings me back to No, autumn. me neither. But we ran out of fall movies. We knew like a couple. And then we were like, what else is a fall movie without being Halloween? So we looked on like Bustle or BuzzFeed mm. or something of the best fall movies. And this was one of them, which is why we picked it. So yeah. apparently they saw the poster that said fall, fall. dot, 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 in love. <laughs> yeah, that's very sweet. I think it's very endearing, Donnie, when you say we and you include me like I'm part of any of the like production <laughs> background research side of things. I'm like, yeah, we did do that that didn't we (laughs) meanwhile every week i'm like what are we covering next week (laughs) but i also when i talk about the podcast i say like and then we edited and you're the only one that touches (laughs) that editing program i listened to the episode i'm like she caught me saying that that was my funniest line again patreon.com slash i am the key one if donnie thinks something is his funniest line that shit's gonna be behind a paywall thank you was that all the taglines yeah that's it yeah fall in love that was it okay (laughs) Uh Wow, really giving us a lot to work with. (laughs) And I'm just going to say it. If you haven't picked up on our overall uh, tone thus far, people are going to be pissed this week. If Sweet Home Alabama is one for you that really hits you in the feels, makes you feel good, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Number one, I'd implore you to go back and watch if you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it in a while. And number two, just toot toot buckle up, motherfuckers, because it's still one of my faves, but it's not good. Yeah, my best friend, I think, is going to be one of those people because I told her we were covering this movie today and how hard of a watch it was for me. And she was like, oh, I watch it anytime it's on TV. (laughs) With commercials, that's dedication. (laughs) 
baby girl, get a DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know what to get you for Hanukkah this year. I Am The Cute One is now looking for sponsors. If you have a business you'd like to promote, email IamTheCuteOnePodcast at gmail.com to inquire about rates and packages. What character, if any, do you identify with in this fine film? 1,000% Melanie at the start of the film because she looks down on people from the South. Mm -hmm. Period. That's, that's that's the whole reason I relate to her. Like her first scene going into that bar and going home and seeing Josh Lucas and stuff. That is just how I felt watching this whole movie. So I was like, I get it, Mel. I get it. Okay. So we're really alienating our Southern cuties right off the bat. Good to know. I also deeply resonated with Felony Melanie. Not only am I an elitist Yankee bitch with a history of terrorizing my loved ones, but also I have delusions of grandeur and like big plans for myself only to immediately like get sucked right back into my family's bullshit anytime Mm. I'm around them long enough. I very much understood her going from like powerful city gal to like oh maybe i'll just stay here that lazy boy looks pretty comfortable Uh, that's fine i'll just stick around i'm not that self-reflective but now that you said it i absolutely fall under all of melanie's little tropes Mm -hmm. like i think i just am melanie but i'm just not that reflective (laughs) like i said i'm melanie at the start of the (laughs) film where she was not reflective so you also have the short pixie cut huh the little so, flip. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. And that is part of why I am Melanie at the start of the film. I wish she would have got a makeover so, like, you knew when to stop liking her. But this movie, because I didn't wait, watch. Wait. So, in your mind, this movie, she's likable in the beginning and she becomes unlikable. For me, yeah. When she's looking down on everybody and like talking shit to all the people she grew up with, that was her being likable. But her realizing like she needs to value her roots and like appreciate her family, that was when she should have gotten the reverse makeover, her haircut, so that we know we don't like her, is what you're saying. So when Lauren Conrad has her hair and you see the roots, you think that looks good? No, they're meant to be covered. Sometimes you're not supposed to see your roots. And I I think that if you had enough trauma in your life, this is someone we'll get to that killed a cat. (laughs) If you have enough trauma in your past, it's okay to run away. That is a coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. Melanie. And if you want to start a fresh life with a new last name, drop the accent and start your own fashion label, I say do it. Okay. Like, who does she have to be proud of? Her Confederate soldier father? Okay, yes. You're making (laughs) points now. I don't know where our listeners are from, but I do want to say the movie does a very good job of humanizing this town that she's going back to and Mm -hmm. saying like, look, they're so lovable. And that is why in 2022, I had a hard time watching it because I don't know with what we see on Twitter and all of that, that I wanted these people to be humanized. (laughs) Humanized. It did read as like a love letter to MAGA. It was a love letter to Trump supporters. And I want to be clear, I do have ties to the South. My husband is Southern. His whole family is southern now we're just like really trying to get ahead of it because we're gonna get a lot of hate but it's not a monolith all southern people aren't 
one way. Right. But we're going to be generalizing because we don't know specifics and we don't know voting records. But I do have to imagine that the Confederate soldier reenacting father, <laughs> like I might know where he stands on critical race theory. Yeah, all of the South is not a monolith, but I think Felony Melanie's town Mm -hmm. is yeah well we'll get into it because they did surprise me in a couple of places Mm -hmm. so this is typically where we would have our guest give a one minute synopsis but you know we're guestless so i will read the back of the dvd box melanie carmichael is a rising new york clothing designer who suddenly finds herself engaged to the city's most eligible bachelor but this is no fairy tale romance for melanie she has skeletons in her fashion-filled closet that include jake the backwoods husband she married in high school who refuses to divorce her determined to end their marriage and sever all ties with her past once and for all melanie returns to alabama but home starts to tug at her heartstrings and what she thought she wanted may not be what she wants at all beautiful i will touch back on a comment you made earlier about how i said we when really i'm the one that does the back work here i was the one that pulled this dvd synopsis and i knew you would be the one to read it and i so badly wanted to throw in a fake sentence or two (laughs) but i didn't oh you should have just to see (laughs) felony melanie fucked a light pole she goes back and she sees it every day wanting more let's jump into the movie on that before we do i want to start right away with a bit of dark trivia oh good well i guess it's like hopeful with a tinge of darkness (laughs) this was the first film to shoot in new york city after the september 11th attack okay (laughs) the city had to get its budget back up see what you mean a tinge of hopeful (laughs) yeah okay Thank you for cutting me off to start with that one. So our movie begins with two unaccompanied minors playing in a lightning storm. As they share a smooch, they are electrocuted to death. Just kidding. It was just a stress dream. And as it turns out, Melanie has ditched her small town and her accent and is now living in the big city as a straight up fashion girly. And if I've learned anything from the Hallmark Channel, it is not possible to have a big career and be a good person. So we learn that she has completely reinvented herself, stopped talking to her family and is living a lie. You really think she wasn't a good person at the start of this movie just because she stopped talking to her family? No, I mean... I understand why she got the fuck out of there, but I think that we are meant to, as viewers of this movie, the message is that she's a bad person at the start of it. In 2002, she was a bad person. Now we're like, oh yeah, I get it, girl, run. Also, please tell me you know who the little girl is in the dream, please. One of the Fanny, Dakota Fanny. Oh, thank God. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I just need to evaluate to see like how lost you really are. No. But today you're off your leash, but you're just peeing in the park. (laughs) I can watch you. (laughs) Why did you make yourself a watcher of a dog peer there? Like you went to drag me and now you're the weirdo with binoculars watching dogs piss. (laughs) You're my dog. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, I can still see it. But then when I can't see you on my binoculars, that's when I know I have to start running. Like, Chelsea. Like that. Okay. <laughs> I also think now's a good time to tell you Charlize Theron was originally cast as Melanie, but ended up doing another film instead. And then casting was happening for this movie right when Legally Blonde came out in theaters. So as soon as production saw it, they were like, oh, that's our girl. Yeah. Wow. I would have like assumed this would be a movie that like literally she's a shoe in for. Yeah. I could not really picture Charlize in this role. No. But- 
Now, Melanie might be dead inside, but romance is alive and well. And her boyfriend, McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy, sends her a million flowers, supports her sold-out fashion show, and plans an elaborate proposal in an empty Tiffany's store where she is instructed to pick any ring she wants. This isn't exactly how my proposal went. (laughs) The time we were doing long distance, so I flew. I feel nauseous after riding in an elevator. So like planes make me feel very nauseous. I get off the plane. He's acting like really weird. He takes me to this park where there are bees just all around me. I'm deathly allergic to bees. I do not have an EpiPen. It's a problem. I do need to get one. But there were bees all around. And I literally am like, ugh, I feel so nauseous. Like, you better not propose right now because I just want to vomit. And he gets this look on his face and I'm like, fuck, he's about to propose. And so he tried to like throw me off the scent. I guess I should preface this with, we had been planning this like camping trip, which I don't fucking camp. This is the (laughs) only time I've ever camped in my life. Like I secured the bag, I got the ring and like I have not been back to camp. Mm. So we were about to leave for this camping trip. So he goes to the car and he brings me back like wool socks that he had gotten for me for like (laughs) hiking in my new hiking boots. And he like kind of throws them at me and he's like, here, I got you these. This will like protect against blisters. And I was like, oh, thanks. And like, as I'm saying, oh, thanks, I look and he's down on one knee. No. And then he's like, you know, will you marry me? Was the ring in the sock? No, the sock was unrelated. It was like a one-two punch of a sock and then a ring. Uh. But all in all, it was very us and it was very sweet. And obviously I was very excited and I did not vomit, which was good. But I do feel bad and I do look back and I'm like, if only I just had any ability to just shut the fuck up in my life. Oh, wow. I just, like, I forget how much into the relationship we were, but at a certain point, I told him, like, whenever you want to propose from here on out is fine. <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm yeah. just waiting on you. So then he had proposed without even, like, planning it. I always wore the ring from Buffy, a clotter ring, even though I'm not Irish. I got it because Buffy wears it. Uh-huh. So I used to wear the clotter ring on my right hand and he didn't have one prepared. So then he just took it off and put it on my left and asked me. And then I said, yes, Aww. of course, we cried. We kissed all that. And then I said, like, but I get a real ring, right? And then I did. <laughs> Since we're talking about proposals, do you remember when the, like, TikTok went around and everyone lost their mind because... There was a proposal at Disney World, and then that gay boy that worked there ran off and pushed them off stage. Yes, because he was mad about straight people getting married, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they were just not allowed on that section. Like, it's like if I worked at Disney World, he's very by-the-book bitch. So they just weren't allowed on the fireworks So he stage. pushed them off? Yeah. And I was team him from the beginning. I was like, Disney World has all these places where you are allowed to be. Yeah. Why would you propose on the place you're not? Those damn straight people. (laughs) Well, good to know that that wasn't his motive. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTE1, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. While this might be the proposal of her dreams, there are just a few issues. Number one, McDreamy's mother, the mayor of New York, is a monster of a woman who hates <laughs> Melanie. And number two, Melanie is still married to her lightning-chasing, beer-drinking, redneck high school sweetheart, Jake. So Melanie heads back home to Alabama to ask for a divorce and break the news to her parents that she is marrying a Democrat. I haven't watched this movie in 20 years, so I remembered the proposal in that, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that she's like engaged to McDreamy, but wants to be with Josh Lucas when she gets back home to Alabama. But I forgot that she was still married when she said, "Like, get down off that porch and give me a divorce." I gasped. I thought she <laughs> asked me for one. Premise. I just thought she went back home to Alabama and fell in love with you know a glass blower. I didn't know that they had been married this whole time. Plot twist. Yeah, I was shocked. Wow, I loved it. It makes me want to not watch trailers now because now trailers show the whole movie. Like, Ma, I love Ma, I love Octavia Spencer, I'll make a mommy mad of anything, but the Ma trailer was better than the movie because it was just the whole movie except only a minute and a half instead of two hours long. Well, welcome to my life. That's how I watch all movies. It doesn't matter if it came out 20 years ago. I don't know anything about it, so I would be gasping too. Like, oh my God, can you believe she goes back home to Alabama? Who knew? How sweet.
Now, I will say this is the first rom-com I remember seeing where I feel like usually the leading lady is always picking between like a clown buffoon man and like a clear Mm. winner. Like usually it's like, hmm, I can be with the guy I'm dating with no job who drinks whiskey for breakfast and beats me. Or I can be with Brad Pitt, who like pays for my mother's nursing home facility and saves orphans in his free time. And it's like, whoever will I choose? But in this movie, both guys are good. Like both guys are cute. Both guys love her. Both guys have something to offer. Who would you choose? First, before I answer your question, I would argue that there is a clear winner because Patrick Dempsey McDreamy. Right off the bat, he proposes and then says, like, I can't wait to see my mother's face when she finds out. And then he, like, says that two more scenes. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's very clear that he's in it just to shake this mom's shit up. Mommy issues, for (laughs) sure. Yeah, he might love Melanie, but, like, it didn't come off as that. And even the engagement, I know that it is sweet in theory. And, like, to... Me, as someone that lives paycheck to paycheck, if you take me in a Tiffany's and say, pick whatever you want, that's lovely. My eyes light up with dollar signs like Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) 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 But it does take the, like, romance out of it, I think. So I do think that he is not as great as we are made to think yes. Well, also their whole relationship is actually built on a lie. Oh, like it's a true. difference yeah. between like, I changed my last name and I got away. She's living this whole other persona. So like the persona true. she portrays would probably like a proposal mm-hmm. like that. That's my yeah. worst nightmare to have people waiting in the dark, just standing oh. there <laughs> and then the lights pop on and they're all like opening up their rings. I would be like, I am so sorry. How long have you been waiting there in the pitch blackness for me? Like, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I would be afraid. She has to go through two sets of old men before she finally gets to Patrick Dempsey. And then even he walks her down a hallway that has only a red light. Yeah. On. I was like, this is my death. So, like, all of these poor people, like, it's after hours. You know that staff meeting. The boss was like, listen, McDreamy's coming in with his girl. I'm so sorry. It is going to be 9.30 p.m. We're going to need you to come in. And then we're going to need you to stand in the dark for maybe up to an hour while we wait for her to arrive. (laughs) They better have got paid time in a half. I hope so. But now to answer your question, I would have picked the Alabama guy because I think that he... (laughs) He seems like the type to call me a I knew you were going to say that. I literally, I knew it. And like he has a dog and, and a good business where all he has to do is wait for lightning to strike sand. So, so that means he's free a lot of the other time. For me, like the first time I watched this movie, he was like the guy. I do have questions now. He does sort of seem like he's kind of just like a dude with anger problems who like at the very least was on some message boards leading up to January 6th. But my bet is that he took that cute little plane right to the Capitol that day. I need to make some phone calls, inquire about some whereabouts before I can be like 10 toes down for Jake, you know? Yeah. I think the real winner is Billy Ray Cyrus or whatever his name is. What's his name? Bobby Ray. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, he's the real winner of this film. So Felony Melanie wastes no time and gets busy in Alabama. She breaks into her husband's home, drains his bank account, (laughs) gets arrested, and reconnects with all of the people she's ghosted from her past, including a handsy, incompetent sheriff, (laughs) her lazy boy-loving parents, a baby in a bar, and her closeted bestie, Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray knows all about the cocks in Melanie's hen house. And just because Jake talks low doesn't mean he's stupid. Soon word gets around that Melanie is engaged to a Yankee. Did you make that line up about cocks in the hen house? Or did he no, say he it? said it. I was like, that's my first hate crime on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a little tidbit about Jake's plane. I brought in some trivia. Oh. The scene where they film where he lands on the lake. Yeah. That lake, it's illegal to land a plane in. So then the production company was fined $300. Wow. So then that guy from Disney came and pushed the plane off the stage. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, McDreamy's wench of a mother is in her Nancy Drew era. There's no record of Melanie Carmichael anywhere, despite W Magazine's glowing write-up about Melanie that includes the following tagline. Born into one of the wealthiest families in Alabama, her daddy's in cotton and all that that implies. (laughs) What? Is that just a funny little slavery joke? I think it is. Like, this was not a piece that tore Melanie apart. This was one that lifted her up. Yeah. Like, our girl Mel, (laughs) great in fashion, (laughs) pro-slavery. Or at least comfortable getting slavery money from her parents to start a fashion line. And all that that implies. Insane. Yeah. So... Yikes. Buckle up. There's more to come. And after Jake refuses to sign the divorce papers, Melanie follows him to the local bar where she breaks up his hot date, is accosted by men with mullets, and gets absolutely schnockered, outing poor Bobby Ray for literally no reason. Yeah, this is what I started to discover. Maybe she's not a good person. (laughs) But... It was such a sharp turn. Like, she was nice to Bobby Ray throughout this whole intro in Alabama. And then, like, in the scene, I know she was mad at Jake. And I know that she was, like, looking down on the friend with the baby in the bar and all of that. But, like, why Bobby Ray? Well, how did he get pulled into this? Yeah. And, I mean, I know later she says, like, well, I just wanted them looking at you so they weren't going to look at me or whatever. And I know she was wasted. But, like, that's just so fucked up. And also... Again, generalizing and stereotypes and such. But, like, she could have literally been, like, initiating a hate crime Mm, against this man. Obviously, later we learn that everybody's accepting and fine with it. But it could have been terrible. Absolutely. And she has a gay friend in New York. Clearly, they're not close. But this is not her only experience with gay people. And it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. She hasn't seen him for seven years. So she doesn't know how to act. This is a New York fashion bitch that's best friend is a gay black man so you would think that she would have heard some of his life experiences and known it's not okay to out somebody in the middle of a southern bar Mm -hmm. with a confederate flag hanging on the wall yeah jesus But showing her ass seems to have worked because a hungover Melanie wakes up to signed divorce papers and to her dad dressed up as a Confederate soldier because, as he says, history is history. (laughs) This was alarming to me. Almost as alarming as when I found out they were still married. 
I certainly did not remember this. <laughs> it's like a major B-plot storyline that this man loves the Civil War. Yeah. I need to see Rain in Maine or whatever that movie with Renee Zellweger is called. Because because the writer only wrote a few other movies, we don't know his work overall. Like when we see like the 10 Things I Hate About You Ladies up to their typewriters, we know, oh, an underage girl's going to take <laughs> yes. the yaya's out. But <laughs> with this, we don't know if his love for the South and the Confederacy right. Are a through line in his work, or if he just thought like, oh, I know a character choice yeah. for the dad. <laughs> I mean, my dad did get very into the Civil War and the Battle of Gettysburg. Now, he was team Yankee. He right. was not pro-Confederacy. Mm-hmm. But I understand that in those reenactments, there are people that have to play both sides, obviously. But it was the statements like, you go get those Yankees, or like, yeah. hopefully today we win. It was very much like he was really hoping that this was going to be the day that the Confederacy won. The one line <laughs> they say, the Confederacy may be dead, but it's immortal. Like, oh my God, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I thought it was still spooky season. So Melanie soon (laughs) finds herself warming up to the small town charm. Bobby Ray is accepted for who he is. Everyone dances to Sweet Home Alabama. Which, before you continue, when this song played, I gasped because I had forgotten that this was a song. So when (laughs) there was a song with the same title. This is like an M. Night Shyamalan movie for you, Donnie. You were just getting hit with twists and turns. Nothing but gas. Also... Since we're talking about nothing but gasps, <laughs> I used to fancy myself a novel writer. And I remember at Bubba Gum Shrimp Company, I gave my employees, because I was a boss there. No. I was a boss there. I gave them my novel to read. I was like, read the first five chapters of this book and let me know, like, your thoughts. And one girl said, I only read chapter one so far, but your lead character said four times that she was so upset she was going to throw up in her mouth. <laughs> Well, she was upset. I don't know what you want me to tell you about it. And since then, I've never written that phrase again. So I've learned, I guess. So Dr. Bald's grandmother is an interesting woman. She has written an autobiography, self-published, and it's like a women in business empowerment book, but also kind (laughs) of slutty. So it goes back and forth between like her illustrious career because she has like it's very impressive her career trajectory as a woman when she was coming up and like all the things she accomplished like that is really fucking impressive the stuff she's done. But it's like half business empowerment tips of the trade and then half like and then I was at a bar and this man came up to me and we had like a passionate Uh affair. Did you read it? Cover to fucking cover, Donnie. (laughs) So for Christmas, she gave it to everybody. Everybody got their own copy of this book she had self-published. Did it have a cover? Oh, it was like a real book. Like she (gasps) self-published it. She only had like, you know, 20 copies or whatever. But I stayed up that night cover (laughs) to cover reading it. I laughed. I cried. I cringed. I threw up in my mouth almost. Like there was like five pages dedicated to her potentially like losing her virginity, her hymen. 
by riding a bicycle too hard. <laughs> like there was so much detail about so much bullshit. And it would literally go from like, it's important as a woman in business to have a firm handshake and to never apologize and phrase everything as a <laughs> statement, not a question. Also, when I had hot tub sex with Jerome on my California trip. <laughs> also, Melanie learns that Jake refused to sign the papers because he wanted to make something of himself and win her back. And the old biddies of the town nail it. These two are drawn together and they should stop fighting it. And after a romantic chat about miscarriages in a pet cemetery, they share a kiss. And Melanie feels another jolt of lightning, this time in her vagina. <laughs> now, because Bobby Ray is a literal baby angel, despite the fact that this woman has just outed him, he still covers for her by lying and saying that the Carmichael plantation is Melanie's childhood home when McDreamy's mom's assistant comes snooping around looking for answers. But soon, Fuzz is out of the bag and McDreamy learns that Melanie is a big fat liar. That was a cat out of the bag reference, Donnie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also he learns that Melanie is perhaps a sociopath because I would now like to take the time to talk about the funny little Melanie blew up a cat story that gets told again and again. When all of these stories about Melanie as a child are put together, <laughs> it could be set to like ominous piano music and be the first episode of a true crime podcast. I'll do you one better. I don't even think you need other stories. Just this one <laughs> where she put dynamite on a cat's back and sent it into a bank. <laughs> like that one story by itself is enough. Like that's when we knew yeah. that Melanie Smooter wasn't right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, people are flinching. She's walking around the town and, like, grown men are going Me. on a hurried lunch yeah. break to get away from her. Mm. Disturbing. <laughs> I do have a cat story of my own, not related to dynamite or murder. I was going to sign off. <laughs> I mean, I would have, too. That's where I draw the line, though. No. I love animals. So I, as a drunk high schooler, we were tooling around, doing our thing probably in a car. Don't drink and drive people. It's very bad. Mm. And we came across like a bunch of feral kittens. So we took one, which like why we took one, why we didn't, I don't know. <laughs> I look back and have a lot of questions about this night. We proceeded to like drive around with this kitten all night to various parties. We named this cat Cupcake. We took it to Denny's. We took it to house parties. Also, to be clear, like, I'm not a cat person. I vibe for cat people. I think you're very loyal. I think it's admirable that you want to have a creature in your home that you have to win the affection of. I like to have an animal that just thinks I'm God, you know? But good for you, mm -hmm. cat people. Respect it. The cat ended up being adopted by, like, my neighbor three hmm. doors down. So, like, happy ending for Cupcake overall. But, again, feral kitten Cupcake had fleas, and I had fleas in my little Ford Escape for months. When you got into the car, you had to wear soccer socks and pull them up over your knees because the fleas would bite at your ankles in my car if you didn't like protect yourself beforehand. So oh. I just literally waited until winter when it got cold enough that the fleas died. And that was just like part of my existence was like, well, I have fleas, so live, <laughs> laugh, love. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. But I can't really judge you because you do recall I had scabies for about <laughs> nine months. So in terms of like 
just making things work around your life. I do understand. Yeah, it just becomes like this is a thing. Like, oh, I'm not a morning person and I like Diet Coke and my car has fleas. Like, that's just facts (laughs) of my life. Yeah, I am well aware I need deviated septum surgery, but I don't get it. So then when I want to breathe, I just hold this side of my face Uh so that I'm able to breathe. Love that. (laughs) Cool. I think I have a cavity in my front tooth. So I've just Mm. been putting peroxide in my mouth and gargling. Every morning. No. (gasps) You know what it is, though? It's my brown tooth is hurting. No. So I wonder if my time has finally come. That's not a cavity. That's just a dead tooth. (laughs) So because this movie takes place in a strange alternate reality where Melanie can literally do whatever she wants with truly no consequences whatsoever, McDreamy comes back, doubles down on wanting this southern serial killer to marry him, and agrees to have the wedding in Melanie's hometown this week. This is when I throw up in my mouth again, because because I was for sure that the movie would end once she kissed Jake, and then McDreamy came back, and I thought she would tell him, like, no, I moved on, this is who I am now. But then, then like we had 30, literally 30 more minutes of them like wedding planning and everything that came after that. Yeah. I was shocked that there was a half hour. It's left. just like at some point, you're right. You do have to look at McDreamy and it's like, what's wrong with you? Like yeah. you want to stick it to your mom this much? Just go on Just Know M-I-L on Reddit and <laughs> sort your shit out. You don't need to like marry this girl who clearly doesn't want to get married to you to like stick it to mommy dearest you know right bizarre but we mustn't ever underestimate felony melanie's ability to fuck up the lives around her because instead of planning her wedding or signing the paperwork to finalize her divorce melanie decides to spend the week leading up to her nuptials (laughs) stalking jake at his place of business and calling him so many times in a row that Mm. he unplugs his phone and at this point in 2002 cell phones especially in this town, if you know what I mean, weren't really being used widely. So, like, this is literally his only way to get in touch with people. And he's decided, no. As a new business owner, (laughs) he said, I don't need to get in contact with anybody. (laughs) It just doesn't scream ready to walk down the aisle to be calling your ex that many times leading up to the wedding. And her New York friends knew that. The New Yorkers knew what was going on immediately. Yeah. She, just like me isn't very reflective. So she was not aware of this yet. That's true. And she had her mom, who we have not talked about at all, but her mom is like very hell-bent on her marrying McDreamy, having a new life, etc. Yes. Is that the mom from Boy Meets World? No. Are you sure? I mean, no, but no. (laughs) That's not the mom from Boy Meets World. (laughs) It looks like her. The Matthews mom? Yeah. No. It does not look like her. Okay, it absolutely looks okay, like her. Google I could it. be wrong. <laughs> okay, the mother's name is. Uh, okay, it's not her. Once I saw this actress's name, I knew it wasn't. But this is not the first time in my life I've done this because they do look alike. This is the mom from Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mary Kay Place is her name. And then I know the mother's name from Boy Meets World name off the top of my head betsy randall is her name and she looks they do look alike she looks like that okay they look more alike than i remembered (laughs) but still no 
Not her. I finally know okay. what you feel like. But do you know the other two people? Melanie Linsky was in this movie from Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. and Gene Smart from Hacks. I don't watch either of those shows, but I do know them. Okay. Yes. And Ethan Embry is Bobby Ray from Empire Records. Yes. Reese is a hit or miss for me. I love Reese and Legally Blonde, love The Morning Show, whatever. But then there's some things like Wild and that one where she sings like, we got married in a fever. Like those <laughs> Walk the ones. lines. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like those movies. The I'm movies like, I like. Okay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. I'm like, sure, Reese, you're doing great. I'm sure of it, but I won't be watching. And in the beginning with Josh Lucas, McDreamy, and Reese, that's how I felt about this movie. I was like, this cast really ain't doing it for me. But then once we got the supporting cast, once I saw Melanie Linsky with a baby in the bar, then I knew I was in the right You place. don't think that Jake is hot? He's okay. He's very blonde. Mm. And that is not anything i'm interested mm-hmm. in that's fair i think he is hotter than mcdreamy though absolutely one thousand percent yeah and mcdreamy's character like because of the mommy issues you know that he's doing some weird shit and not mm. weird in a good way in bed but yeah. like weird like he wants yeah. to be like cradled at the end or something uh-huh he wears a diaper <laughs> mama <laughs> Okay, so let's bring this ship home. So the dancing man from the Six Flags commercial races down the aisle, stops the wedding, and tells Melanie that she is still a married woman because, again, she hadn't taken the time to sign those divorce papers. (laughs) (laughs) And this interruption is just the push Melanie needs to realize she can't ride two horses with one ass, and she still loves Jake. So she punches McDreamy's mom in the face and makes out with Jake in the rain. But it's cool. Because McDreamy is still in love with his ex-girlfriend, so happy ending for all. Just going to tie that ribbon up in a nice bow. In the original edit of this movie, the character he ends up with in that newspaper at the end is his assistant throughout the whole movie. But test audiences were confused and thought he was having an affair the whole time. So then they just cut her completely and only used her photo at the end. Okay. Now... When Melanie really leans into the role of Felony Melanie the last five minutes, like once she is like, all right, I'm a Southern girl here to stay. She's like, if you're friends of the bride, stick around. I'm going to find me a groom. That's when I was like, okay, I do love Felony Melanie because it gave me major vibes from when Reese was arrested and it was videotaped. Uh-huh. And she's like, do you know who I am? And I watch that video at least twice a week. I think I love Reese Witherspoon because her outward persona is like the goody two-shoes golden girl, little princess vibe. But all I have to know about her is like she's very, very, very good friends with Chelsea Handler. Like that's Mm. all I need to know about who she actually is. And then that arrest video, just perfection. The fact that her biography or whatever it's called is called Whiskey in a Teacup lets you know everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Because I do think it is like Dr. Bald's grandmother's memoir. (laughs) It's the perfect mix of like what I want to show to the world and also like slut on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Dr. Bald. I was talking about race when I called this one before, <laughs> not your grandmother. Well, it's the shoe fit. Chapter 7, I didn't read yet. <laughs> Page 85. <laughs> oh, my oh God. My one God. last thing about this book. Please. In equal detail, she details finding the dead body of her uncle dead in bed and getting her period for the first time. Equal amount of detail, equal amount of pages. It was same chapter. Same chapter. I cannot express to you how enmeshed and convoluted this novel is. Now wait. Is. 
Is it like a Glee episode where people are experiencing the same plot lines no. and she wants to tie it in? Like, is the chapter called Blood in the Sheets? And she's like, my period and my dead okay, uncle. So I think that editing is needed mm. for this book. Okay. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts before we move into final thoughts about this movie? Any other things you wanted to cover? No. I think we said it all. Yeah, I think we did a great job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake or what would the plot to a sequel be? Me first? Sure. I didn't do it because it already exists. And this remake does not only exist once or twice or 489 times. It exists 490 times. I made that number up. But I will blow your mind for a second because if I cast... Any TGIF actress instead of Reese Witherspoon, this is just a Hallmark movie, baby. (gasps) This is a big city career woman that goes back home and falls in love with a podunk townie from her past. Fa-la-la-la lifetime. I I didn't do it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And I even made the reference to the Hallmark movie in the beginning, and I didn't put it together that... That's probably why I still love this movie because I love a Hallmark movie. All we need to do is swap out his plane for like a Christmas tree farm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and instead of mm-hmm. the Confederacy reenactment, her dad dresses up like Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that made me realize like because this obviously while like heavily MAGA influenced, it's still a good movie and it is still like funny and heartfelt and all of those things. Yeah. I just don't like in 2022, like we said before, I don't want to get to know these people better. And maybe that says more about me than it does about them. I don't know. But watching this, I was like, oh my God, Hallmark movies could be good if the script was good. Yeah. But the magic of Hallmark movies is that they're not good. You call it magic, but I want to go to David Copperfield magic show, not one in the food court of a mall by 16 year old. I think that this could be Ryan Murphy's next project. <laughs> I don't know if this will be the win he needs, but, you know, I think he'll do something with it. He'll he'll write the first quarter of this show and just let the end trail <laughs> off. But I want it to be a mini series where we follow this town during the election And we see what happens there. And then if he wants to throw in like a coven or a twist or a circus, let him do his thing. You know? I think season seven, and I didn't watch all of it because I got bored, but season seven of American Horror Story was cult. And I don't think like any supernatural elements were in it. I think it was seriously just crazy. Yeah, I didn't watch that one because I was like, I lived it. So final, final thoughts. What (laughs) aged well and what aged like blockbuster? Um, I think it did a great job humanizing these people and making them like fun and cute and like you want to hang out with them. So I do think that aged well in a like script way Mm -hmm. where I did enjoy myself watching this movie basically for the first time because the first time I watched it I barely paid attention I didn't even know she was married for god's sake so this was my first time and I enjoyed myself but flip the coin over and basically I'm the mayor from this movie like I don't want to get to know these people (laughs) I mean so I've talked a lot of shit but I still love this movie I still will definitely I don't know if I'll watch it every time it's on TV like your friend (laughs) but I will watch it if it is on I think the way they did end up handling 
Bobby Ray coming out mm-hmm. aged surprisingly well. Like I was expecting there to be some sort of pushback, but really it was like open arms. And I think that that for 2002 was a great message to be so openly pro gay and like pro Bobby Ray in that situation. And also like, I think it's pretty rare, especially in 2002, that he was not like a flamboyant stereotype of a gay character. Like he was just himself and that was like part of him, which I think was kind of ahead of its time, especially in the early aughts. But yeah, overall... I still do love this movie. Yeah, it was a cute little romp through Alabama. Mm-hmm. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> and it's a song. Apparently. <laughs> Just don't land your plane in the water. I will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't <laughs> propose at Disney World either. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, next week we will be covering You Got Mail to continue our journey down fall, autumn, <laughs> holiday things. And... Yeah, I think that's it, right? I think so, yeah. All right, cool. We will be back next week with a guest, don't you fear, and we will talk to you later. Love Love you like a sister. sister. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One. And go to I Am The Cute One.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you, you like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.